Hello, everybody. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Nicole Baker. Welcome to King's Court Podcast. There is a common need we all share, and that is some form of approval. The culture is constantly throwing images in front of us. For women, the pressure is immense. We have to be a size 8. No wrinkles, the perfect hair, perfect outfit. There's a mold. The world wants us to fit in. And unfortunately, it has crept into the church. I wasn't always confident in my faith or bold in my speech. Sadly, the church here in Canada has not encouraged women in many areas of ministry. This is troubling because the list of women in the New Testament who spread the gospel is impressive. Mary and Martha, Phoebe, Priscilla, Lydia, and the four daughters of Philip are just a few. Women traveled with Jesus, prayed over him, led churches, mentored evangelists, and prayed with the disciples. Jesus elevated women to partnership, which was unheard of in first century. Women were the last at the cross, the first at the tomb, and the first to be told to go and tell people about Jesus. In the Gospel of John, chapter 20, Jesus himself chose a woman to be the first preacher of the Gospel. Women played a very important role in building the first century church. When we read the Bible, we should remember its historical context. In the first century, women were seldom ever given the opportunity to lead. But in the early church, they found a freedom they had not experienced before. The Apostle Paul encouraged women to ask questions, to pursue education, and to lead. When Jesus declared, Go make disciples, in Matthew chapter 28, I very much doubt if he was speaking exclusively to the old boys club. I believe a shift has happened and women all over the world are rising up and stepping into their individual calling to proclaim the good news. The first century church proved that when women and men work together to build a kingdom, we can operate in freedom and in the power and giftedness of Holy Spirit, and a lot can be accomplished. 
I believe the church is waking up from her slumber, shaking off her complacent spirit. Her spiritual eyes are being opened to the changes that need to happen if we are to advance the spread of the gospel. Our perspective is changing and we are moving forward. We are shaking off old religious mindsets and yielding to Holy Spirit. It is an uncomfortable process. We are in transition. Just like a woman in labor, there is a time of transition before we birth the promise. It is an uncomfortable time. There has been a lie perpetuated in some Christian communities that have not included women in the Great Commission. If you believe that, please hear me. That is not the heart of Jesus. There are no second-class citizens in God's kingdom. Calling is an invitation from God written in red. Don't discount yourself because others have. We are co-heirs with Christ. We have been plucked out of darkness to proclaim light. We are covered in the blood of Jesus, fully equipped to move forward in our calling. Jesus is our example. If we really study his life, we will see he was clearly not received by everyone. People didn't quite know what to make of him. So, if you have been misunderstood, know this, you are in good company. People were always trying to get Jesus to fit into a box. He would have none of it. He was focused on his mission. That is why he said, I will only do what my father tells me to do, and I will only say what my father tells me to say. Rise up, people of God. Speak life. Share the light and push back the darkness. Listen, we all haven't been called to a podium. There are different ways we can share the good news. Our life is a living epistle. God has given us each unique abilities and a way to walk it out. So don't let fear stop you. In chapter 61 of the book of Isaiah, we read about Jesus and how he set the captives free and opened prison doors. When the door is open, we have to come out. Let's be people of faith and courage to be all we can for the glory of God. In our own strength, we may have limitations. We may have cares, concerns, 
and even obstacles. But when we look to his word, we find strength. Turn to Psalm 119. Look at verse 130. Here, David asks for strength and declares that the word of God will give him light and understanding. There is a vast storehouse of God's power within his word. It's like mining for treasure. We need to daily renew our mind, get it into our spirit, and speak it out of our mouth, even if we're just preaching to ourselves. One of my favorite scriptures is in the 17th chapter of the book of Acts. For in him we live and move and have our being. We have strength for the impossible. His strength, not ours. When I trust in God's word with all my heart and stop leaning on my own human reasoning, stop looking to people for my validation, and look to Jesus, things begin to change. Not always immediately, but they change. The devil will always oppose our faith walk. Regardless, we must continue and move forward into all he has for us. Even if, like Abraham, we can't see what is ahead. Listen to the words of the prophet Isaiah in chapter 50, 53, and 60. Which of you has reverence for the Lord? Even though there is much darkness around you, follow the right path and seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut. Look to Abraham. When I called him, he was but one man. I blessed him and made him many. The Lord will comfort you. He will turn your wilderness into an Eden, your thirsty ground into a garden. Joy and gladness will come back to you. For my word shall come to pass, and I will flash the light of my judgment over your enemies. My victory is near. Lift your eyes to the heavens. Listen to me, my people. You know what is right. Do not fear the taunts of men. Do not be dismayed. Awake and put on your strength. You shall indeed go out with joy and be led forth with peace. You shall not be forsaken. Everlasting joy shall be yours as you trust in me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
Until next time, this is Nicole Baker from the King's Court Podcast. <laughs>